right now and of course I'm not having this conversation all by myself I'm actually having this conversation with a few of my favorite financial friends that's right I have with me uh, our resident realtor Claudia Hibbert Smith that I nailed that I nailed it oh look at that I have a selfie stick would you guys believe this I'm back you caught me that's right Jay you caught me and uh, here we go there's Claudia look at that Hey, hey. I'm just not the girl to give a selfie stick to. It's yeah, just no. not a good idea. It's going down. However, like I said, we're live. Okay. And what we're going to be talking about is five ways to determine whether or not if you're making a good investment. We also have my other favorite financial friend here with me. It is Sky Maduro. She is our resident investment banker on our team and we're going to be talking we're going to be talking all about five ways to determine whether or not if you're making a good investment okay um i'm going to hit a couple of points for you right off the bat so um just so that you understand what we're talking about if you have maybe five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars or you kind of decide like hey what should i do with this and the point when we created this show we wanted to make sure that we could give you at least three different perspectives me I'm into personal finance, so I'm always going to come at you from a conservative position. I'm always going to speak to you from the place of, hey, how is this going to impact you long term? Mm-hmm. Here you have Claudia. She's all, she is the risk taker on the team. She's going to tell you, burn it and learn it. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Sky here, she's gonna leverage the in the middle. Approach. She's gonna be in the balance um, listen, approach. Listen. Scare money don't make no money. You heard that? You heard Claudia, and that's what she said. But you spend all your money, you got to start over. Yes. And hopefully, you learned something while you was being scared, right, Claudia? Yes. Right, right. All right. So let's get into these points, okay? So if you're thinking about making an investment, here are some points you want to grab your notes and go ahead and uh, jot these down. Number one. Um, does it meet your objective, right? If you're thinking about making an investment, let's say I'm going to hit you at the low end. I'm going to hit you at the high end. Let's say, for instance, one of your friends has invited you to join a MLM, right? And they're saying, hey, listen, join the MLM, join the MLM, and it's going to cost you maybe about $2,000 to go ahead and join, right? They're going to say it's going to cost you $2,000 to go ahead and join. At this point, you need to decide whether or not if it's going to meet your objective. Is this going to hit your goal before you go ahead and take that $2,000 out of your account? That's going to be the first thing before you like. You get all excited, you're enthusiastic, somebody's sending you, hey, listen, I made $5,000 this month, I made $10,000 dollars this month you're going to decide is this particular business that you're offering to me is it going to meet my objective before you go ahead and press hard and sign here now Claudia is going to talk about whether or not if you're into real estate investing you're going to make the determination okay does this property necessarily may meet my objective. So Claudia, how can you determine whether or not if a property is meeting an objective? So the first thing we want to do is make sure the numbers are working. 
Make sure the numbers are working. Yeah. So first, first, first and foremost, we want to make sure that the numbers are working. We want to make sure before we go out and look at the property and we determine if it's cute or not, uh, that we. I just learned how to go live anyway. Right. She's distracting <laughs> us. Right. Go ahead. And so I don't know what's going on with your phone. Let me just help you because I can't focus. <laughs> hey, everybody knows me. Live. Knows that okay. I am a D day. Okay. Go. <laughs> And what, right. what you're answering, the question that you're answering right now, Claudia, from a real estate perspective, how can someone determine whether or not if the property that they're going to invest in, is it meeting their objective? Since that's one of the benchmarks to determining whether or not if it's a good investment. All right. So let's just take, a, I'm going to, I like examples, you know, I like examples. So we've got a duplex that's $200,000, let's just say. And each side is rented out for, let's just say 800 each side. Right. So that's a total of sixteen hundred dollars a month. But we pay two hundred thousand dollars for the property. And whether we finance that shiny or whether we pay cash, we still have to have a return on investment. Does that make sense? Right. So let's just say we pay cash for the property. We have no mortgage. Well, you still need a return on that investment. What's the return? So if you had a mortgage and you finance 100 percent, which probably is not the case, you'd probably have to put a minimum of three and a half percent down if it's your homestead property. That's a whole nother story. But just to make this simple, you'd have your mortgage would be one percent of your loan amount. That's what I've always been taught 16 years of my real estate career. Now, the interest rates are a little bit lower. So you're going to find that your interest rate's going to be a lot lower and the payment may be a little bit lower. So let's just say your mortgage principal, interest, taxes and insurance, pity, is a total of $1,800 a month. Let's just say you're making $1,600 a month. So follow me here. So I'm making $1,600 a month, but my mortgage is $1,800 a month. Right then and there, I don't need to see the property because I'm already at a deficit of $200. So $1,800 for my mortgage payment. I'm collecting $1,600 between both sides in income. 18 minus 1,600 is, well, 1,800 minus 1,600 is $200 deficit. We're not even talking about miscellaneous. All right, so we always got to put 10% a month away for miscellaneous. I've got to cut the yard. I've got to account for incidentals. I've got to account for insurance and tax increases. Now, they could go down and they could go up. They fluctuate. And so I've got to make provisions for that. And so we've got to look at the numbers on the front end before we even go out to look at the property because sometimes we get emotionally attached to the property. Got it. That is an excellent way. All right, so anyway, I'm turning this thing around. You guys know I don't know what I'm doing. I belong in front of the camera, not behind it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing the best that I can. Got to get points for that. Anyway, so what we're talking about is determining whether or not if something is a good investment. Claudia just talked a little bit about real estate investing, how to determine before you go ahead and press hard and sign here when it comes to that house. And uh, for those of you who said, are we answering any questions? Yes, we are answering questions. Just drop those questions right down there, and we'll do the best to answer now for those of you who've never listened to the show on own your power radio um sky maduro is uh sits here and she talks to us more so about investing so for me you're going to hear conservative from claudia you're going to hear about real estate and from her she's going to be talking about investing all right here so sky how can someone if they have maybe ten thousand dollars and they're like hey i want to go ahead and put this in the market i want to go ahead and put this in the market how would you determine whether or not if hey, listen, this is a good place to put my monies. Well, honey, 
That's that's a loaded question for me because I handle everybody on a case by case. But if somebody came to me and said, Sky, I want to invest in company X, how I would uh, you know, speak to that is say, okay, first of all, we need to do the research on this company. Look at the revenues, the profits, the sales, uh, the history of the company, and see how well its stock is doing. Now, typically, you don't have to do very well in sales to make good on good return on the stock with the company and a lot of people don't know this what really matters is is the company buying back its own stock to reduce the outstanding shares and if they're doing that then that increase your return as an investor so think of it like this you order a slice of pizza and the pizza is cut into eight slices if you cut it into eight slices, you get one big slice. If you cut it into 16 slices, you get two smaller slices, but it's still about the same. So if the company is buying you know, its outstanding shares, lowering its outstanding share count, then what happens is, is that could increase the profit, the, the you know, increase the total number of shares that you're getting from the company. That's good information. That is. Revenue. That's excellent. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just the bottom line, but look at what they're doing over time. So. You guys just got that information for free. I just want you to know that because yeah. that was some good information. I Thanks for dropping charged. those nuggets. <laughs> typically charged that was nice yeah. okay so for those of you who have just tuned in we're going to tell you a little bit about what it is that we are talking about here and what we're talking about is if you are getting to a place where you want to go ahead and you want to start investing how to kind of determine that right so um, you want to determine whether or not is it growing. That's going to be the next thing. So if you're said to yourself, hey, listen, maybe you may be the person that's in an MLM. You may be the person that has created a business. You may be a person who is investing in real estate. You may be the person that's investing in stock. And the way how you're going to determine whether or not if you're going to continue to do that, whether or not if you're going to continue to do that, you need to determine is it growing. Right. So let's speak on that, Claudine. If we're talking about growth, and we're talking about real estate growth, how do we know whether or not if we're saying, hey, is this growing for us? Is this working? Okay, so let me answer that question. Is it working? Is it growing for us in terms of real estate? Now, I have a general rule. If it's making you money, then it makes what? Sense. Ah, and so, and yeah, dollars and cents. <laughs> yeah. And so there are certain ways you could look at real estate investing. You're going to have a, a, well, month to month, residual coming in that means literally you're sleeping someone needs somewhere to play their heads and they're paying you rent every month and then the opposite well not really the opposite the other thing of to that is if you buy right on the front end what do i mean by that you know i'm all about examples and so if you buy a property let's just say it's sixty thousand dollars you're making two thousand dollars a month right away i don't need to do any math i know i'm doing good now, I bought the property for $60,000. 3 years down the line, I can now sell that property for two ninety five. dollars Shani, those are real numbers. Great numbers. Those are good numbers. We just had a property evaluated or appraised, I should say, and it appraised for almost $300,000. Yet, three years ago, the property was purchased for $60,000. Do you see the different ways of income I could potentially make? So, I'm making monthly monthly income mm -hmm. for the last three years, good positive return. And then I'm, I'm also able to flip that property in three years and make quite a bit of money. I've got to pay Uncle Sam. Okay, that's all the time.
timing, right? Timing in the market. And that's why I always stress buying right. It is not always a great time to buy. A lot of times people get caught up into what people don't like to move until they see the masses moving. And that's a problem. And I always say, if you see everybody at the courthouse buying at the auction, you go the opposite way and go where less people are. You don't want to go where the demand is. The demand is going to cost you more money. Yeah, of course. All right, so for those of you who are just tuning in, what we're talking about right now is how to determine whether or not if you're making a good, solid investment, okay? And the first thing that we said is, is this investing, is this investment that people are asking you for, is it necessarily meeting your objectives? So before you dive into that property, before you dive into that MLM, before you dive into creating that business, make sure that, hey, is this meeting my objective? Is it meeting my time objective? Is it meeting my financial objective? Is it meeting my life objectives okay the second thing that you want to do is determine is it growing right so let's say you have already made that initial investment you're already into whatever you have decided to invest in the second thing you want to know is is it growing so sky how do we determine whether or not if our investment is growing let's talk about it uh, all companies (laughs) are required to send you quarterly you know semi-annually statements on how well your investment is doing and so you're you're supposed to open up those statements when they come to your house and you're supposed to take a look at how diversified you are and how well your 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 your, your allocations are performing for you and when you do that and you see red which means not good like <laughs> well the red on your lips is good <laughs> thank you claudia <laughs> you see red you call me guy let's reallocate some things i haven't been doing so well or we write it out it depends on how much time you have in the market so we, we, out, we take a look at those quarterly statements, you take a look, a look at those annual statements, and you look at how it's performing, you think about what your objective is and how much time you have, and we determine if we need to make necessary changes to, to you know, redirect your funds so that you're getting in the black. All right. All right. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, if you guys have any questions about how to determine whether or not if your investment is a good investment, go ahead and jump, drop some of those questions down there. And that way we can answer. If you have a specific business that you're into, if you're thinking about investing in something, whether it's a real estate property, whether it's a business, whether it's yourself, you know, sometimes people invest in education, you know, they kind of say, hey, listen, I'm going to go back to school again, you know, and they have maybe 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 in student loans. And at that point, they need to make the decision. Is this meeting my objective? Is this causing me to financially grow? And uh, we will answer some of those questions when we come back because we are going to a commercial break. I'm feeling this live, though. Y'all can tell I'm feeling this live. (laughs) You know, I'm all the way live. (laughs) All the time. All the time. All right. (laughs) So we'll be back. Thank you for joining us right now and join us again when we come back from the prison. I have a question. On what's in your purse. You got a question? Okay, good. We'll answer as soon as we come back.
Thanks for tuning in to Own Your Power Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Shawnee Curry Saintville, and you are listening to What's in Your Purse. And this week, what you're putting in your purse is five ways to know whether or not if you're making a good investment. If you missed the first half of the show, what we were basically saying to you is number one, before you make that investment, you need to know whether or not if it's going to be meeting your goal. Um, you also need to know is it growing? Is this thing growing? Is it growing? Is this investment growing? Have I been in this for two years, three years, five years, 10 years? and to discover is it growing and then the next point that we're going to get into is um this one is a little bit different right my next point would be to visit the company it would be to visit the company right so if you're thinking about and and this may be a little bit different as it relates to if this may be a little different as it relates to uh whatever. This may be a little different as it relates to depending on what your investment is. If it's real estate, then of course, you're not going to visit the company per se, but you are going to visit the property. But if you're looking into some level of investments, you can, you can go and visit the particular company that you're thinking about investing in. If you're, if you're, you you know, instead of kind of just getting everything from a newspaper or getting everything from the news, you could actually go and visit it and see if it's somewhere. What do you think about that, Scott? Because you kind of giving me the side eye a little bit. I'm just wondering, when you go visit this company, what would you propose one does? Well, when you go and visit a company, you want to see how the company is ran. You want to see what the organizational systems are. You want to see how they deal in terms of service. That may that will dictate to you whether or not if this is a company that you want to put your money into. Uh, I think that is excellent. Well, let me ask you a question. I, I guess I have a question myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is Claudia here with your real estate guru. But let me ask you, and I guess this is a sky question because I want to know, should I be investing in the places that I'm visiting already? For example, yes. I like uh, T-Mobile, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Should I consider the service that I'm getting with T-Mobile firsthand because I'm a user? Right, right. You know, Should I look at Facebook? Should I look at Google Stock since I use Google when I open up my Internet Explorer? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I think that's – is that, that what you're – Yeah, you're, that, okay. I mean, one, that I mean, you we hit that twice. We hit that in two different ways, determining whether or not if it's a good investment. Number one, we said, hey, you could visit the actual company. Number two, before you get to investing in somewhere, you can do inventory of things that you already use and you're already familiar with right. to make a determination if that's a place where you want to be putting your money. All right. I, I'm just concerned. I have a company. I have a large corporation. I'm a multi-million dollar corporation. I have shares. Right. And you show up to my door and I'm running a company. Nine out of 10, if it's a multi-million dollar company, then you're probably not going to be the person that's answering the door. That's the first thing. Um, there's probably going to be, I mean, nine out of 10, if it's a multi-million dollar company, for instance, if someone wants to go ahead and they want to invest in Burger King, nine out of 10, the, the CFO of that company is not going to be the person opening the door. But what you're saying but, is that you yeah, can visit you Burger can King. you can visit B- no. Burger King Corporation and that's you can see, yes, yeah, so when you, up, see, yeah. you show up to the, corporation to the corporation Okay. I yes, I would like to get a tour. Mm-hmm. I would like to get a tour of your company. I would like to understand how your operation. Are you saying that that's not realistic? Scott? Yeah. Is that what you're posing I, here? I, and I don't I'm, know. Yeah. No. I'm not. It's not. Realistic. I, I'd rather look at the performance. Yes. It's not realistic because what are you gonna? You get a tour. What are you gonna gain from that? They're gonna show you their building if they let you in because of security measures. You know, you have a lot of stuff going on, and and they have to protect. But well, yeah. The, let's hear what you know, she's saying. They have to protect the employees. Have to protect. You know their their company proprietary information. You don't know who they are, where they're coming from, and so unless they have days designated for that, for you to just show up and say, "Hey, I came to see if I should invest in this company," 
Well, I doubt if the conversation would go like that, but if you show up at a particular company that you're thinking about investing in, you simply just extend that. Hey, listen, I'm thinking, you know, I have $50,000 and I would like to invest in your company. I would better like to understand how it's going, you know, how your company works. I think think that's where a financial advisor comes Mm -hmm. into place because they have performance records. Right, they do have performance. so I would come and Mm -hmm. see, I I don't know, this is not my area of expertise, but I'm Mm -hmm. just laying it out an example. I come to Sky and say, Sky, I have $50,000, I've got $500,000. What can I do with this money, long-term or short-term, to increase my initial investment. And then you're going to share with me, okay, let's look at Home Depot, for example. They have a history of performing well. Let's look at Google. Mm -hmm. They started at $12 a share, and now they're at $350. But you know what? The market just dropped, and you can get this share for $90. So I'm looking. I don't know that I'm going to walk into Google. Well, I would. Well, well, that may be. I mean, you can. There's a lot of people that take it directly from their front. What do you guys think? Yeah, give us some. Give us some ideas. You guys think? Yeah, how do you guys think about that? If you're thinking about investing in a company, should you just all the time entrust your financial? advisor who necessarily gets paid to trade money um, depending on how they, you know, depending on how their systems and their analytics work, you may not necessarily even know what it is that they're talking about. So you kind of want to pull those companies. These are money that you're going to use at the end of your retirement. You're not just talking about the money that they're making. You're talking about when you're getting ready to retire. You're talking about when you're sending your children to college. So you may not just want to hear, hey, listen, here's your here's your prospectus. Here's how much they made in year one. Here's how much they made here. Here's how much they made here. But you may want to take that conversation apart and really kind of understand where your money is going. Really be Become a part of what you're investing because there's one thing to sit in front of a financial advisor and just hear what they're saying. But when you get involved in the experience, you can have a whole lot better control of your money. Now, let me just, I want to mention this. I think you mentioned something earlier Mm -hmm. or maybe on another another show, show. reading, doing research. I don't know. and And this is not my area of expertise. I don't know that the average person with $50,000 can walk into a multi-billion dollar company. And I use Home Depot as an Okay, why are you guys making hold, a thing of this? This hold is on, one hold of on. the well, many tips. You guys are hung Shani, on, hold on it. No, but you're hung on it. Yeah, it's just one of the points. It's like, you guys are kind of hung on it. No, we're not hung on it. I'm, not, I'm asking. I don't yeah. know. But I like your, your, your advice from the last show or mm-hmm. a recent show. Do research, read the newspaper, mm-hmm. understand what's going on. Just don't. What you're saying is just don't, don't listen. sit in front of your financial advisor. You've got to get exactly. more information. One word in Ron. Okay, there you go. So oh, hello. Bam. So when hello. you sit there and trust people, and not that some people aren't necessarily trusted, but you. My whole point here, and there's five different ways that you can do this. That may be one of the way. You right. may be like, Shawnee, you crazy. That's not one thing that I want to do. I ain't about to go nowhere and go ask nobody nothing about nothing. Fine. That's fine. But here are a couple of things that you can do before you just sit in front of a financial advisor and trust them with all of your money. You know, they get paid to manage money. You need to understand how that money is being managed. And if all you're doing so is simply pressing just hard, under, yeah, under, be involved, be involved, be vested in the process. If you have a 401k, a if you have a 401k, understand how it is and being you know invested. What? Understand Not being it. informed will cost you lots of your money. Lot. One word in wrong. 
and also uh, the the reason why you go to people that are professionals is because that's their job to do the research and know the information. So the trust reason, the professional. The reason why someone would come to Shani, the person that's the financial, uh, you know, personal finance advisor, is because she studied the credit. She studied, you know, how to budget. She studied that. So for you to then say, hey, you do the job of what? What, what, is what are we paying you for? But yeah, but see, it's not. But for me, it's you. yeah, they but no. But listen, no, even for someone to come, even for someone to come to me. No, but whenever you go, yeah, but wherever it is that you go, you need to have some level of understanding of who you are sitting in front of. If one of my customers come to me and they're saying, "Hey, Shawnee, I'm looking to, I'm looking to increase my budget," you need to make sure that I know what I'm talking about before you entrust me with your finances. Before you say, "Hey, listen, I want, I want to go ahead and improve." my credit you need to make sure that the person that you're sitting oh, in somebody front of said exactly is actually i think we got some people that. who agree with you yeah so that you need to understand you need to be vested there's too many people i mean there's too many older people who have entrusted and not that i mean who do, who do you trust really and truly you really need to know and if you negligence cost oh, so you course. need to know who you're sitting in front of and we got some more questions. I'm sorry. We we got. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. I get really well, invested well, well, on getting invested. Well, wait, hold invested. on. Hold on. Hold on. I I, I agree to. I agree with both I'm of you guys. Good. You are the professional. Right. Right. Sky's you a professional. professional. Everybody professional. in here is a professional. However, have some level of knowledge. Yeah. Understand your taxes. Right. Yeah. Know right. what you're talking you about. Because you know what people happens. Can tell you anything. Hold on. Hold on, ladies. Of understanding. I have a lot of people that are now becoming homeowners. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm here with you. We, we have people that become homeowners and, you know, they think they made $80,000, but yet they wrote off 40000 and they don't understand. Well, let me tell you something. Who signed that return? You know, you, your booty is on the line if someone else is being negligent with your tax returns. So uh, what, what Shani, I believe, is saying is that, no, you don't have to become the expert, but understand you need, what's going on. Before you give your trust to someone, know what you're trusting in. Understand ask what you're doing. Hello, ask yeah. questions. Read before you sit in I front of a it. professional. Know what questions to ask them because negligence will cost you. We do have a couple of questions. Okay. Some people want to know what is a good initial investment. They want to know what's in it's actually Nuri Street who wants to know what's a good initial investment and we have we're gonna hit that at three different different ways so claudia you go then sky then me then i'll i'll we'll hit it that way well go ahead sorry, okay so i'm sorry okay fine too, since you're filming okay so first of all you want to kind of know what your objective is and that was the first point that we covered before we say hey this is what i want to do you know i want to invest in real estate or i want to invest in stocks and bonds you want to know what your goals are are you looking for something short term are you looking for something long term you know you need to kind of have that kind of question answer i don't think there's one way to answer that to say hey nuri you need to go ahead and take your money and go ahead and invest in real estate go ahead and invest in stocks go i think you need to have a conversation with yourself to determine what your objectives are and then interview some of the professionals that you see here today or you may not want to work with us but go and interview people that you're looking to hey i want to do real estate investing i want to do actual investing i want to you know figure out how to get my company to grow a little bit better so have those conversations first and that's going to dictate where you're going to go first because i don't really think there's one way to go ahead and say this is what you should do with your ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars right and so shawnee in your profession you know and i've sent quite a bit of clients over to you and mm -hmm. you evaluate that yes you look at the credit you look at the budget you yes. look at the income you look at the debt that's going out 
out. Yes. And then you ask the customer, the client, what is your objective? What right. is your and, objective? Okay, so, you know, I right. want to be financially free. I don't want to live from paycheck to paycheck anymore. Right. And so you evaluate that. Yes. And you say, okay, what can we cut? Yes. Right. What can we eliminate? What can we eliminate? Yes. Better word choice. Yes. You know, how can we increase our income? Yes. Right. And then let's see with the start. Right. Let's see what we can end up with. Right. Let's see if we can end up with more money in your pocket, right. more leverage to maybe buy property if that's something you want to do. Right. You know, insurance is important. I know that's a conversation, mm -hmm. you know, that you would have with a client and then you refer them over, over to, to the guy, to yes. sky, the financial specialist. Well, mm -hmm. when I hear the word investment, I think of it on so many different levels True. and an initial investment would be savings. You know, that's an initial investment. You right. want to build a, a, an emergency fund, you know, to take care of you and your immediate household and your immediate needs. Now, let me ask you a the, question with that. Mm -hmm. That's first level. Mm -hmm. First level, that's very. That's a good point. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that. How much? How many months of reserve should they have? I say six to nine months of your living expenses uh, need to be put away, and that's separate from your emergency fund. So wow. you want to develop your emergency fund and then develop your six to nine months insulation fund. Give us an example of emergency fund. Emergency fund is tire, you know, sick baby, got to take off. Car, car tire. Car tire, yeah, car tire. That's a good one. You know, um, you know like somebody, somebody got oh, a bad yeah. toothache, yeah. and you need to have it extracted, and you have a And, and interesting I mean, enough. Like, are yeah. tires an emergency fund? Because you should build that into if you have a vehicle yeah. you've got to know transportation expenses but sometimes I mean, people don't they regular. have it that way that's regular and, and interesting well, enough sometimes when i'm working directly with my clients i actually i know we use that word emergency emergency fund i like the word i get it it's been around for a long time mm -hmm. we use it but a word that i like to use is you know like Incidental. dream fund oh, dream. Oh. you know what i'm saying Travel like that's dream. something that you actually want to think about better than Oh, my emergency fund. I'm going to put this money away for I can have my emergency fund. <laughs> but if you thought to yourself, you know what? This is an opportunity fund. You know, I'm putting money to the side. Like so if an Optimistic. opportunity comes around, which is you're more ready. likely yes. to happen, you're ready. I like you're that. more likely to miss out on the opportunity. You are ready. Yes. So <laughs> hello, what, what Sean hello, is, this is very important. All purpose. Yeah, all this, it's this all in the way. We fight and we love on the show. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, guys. What Sean just said is very important because if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready hey. so that when I call you, with a property yeah, I'm ready proposition, to go. Yes. you don't have to now money. scramble, right. figure out where you're going to get the money from. Because according to what Shawnee just said, yes. you just you said You want to have an opportunity fund. Because most people, for the most part, nobody really wants to sit around and say, hey, I want to save money. So just in case my tires break down. No. However, you do want to save money it. that in the right. event that Claudia calls you and she says to you, hey, listen, I have this property over here and we can flip it. If you got maybe fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, you can get in on this flip. If you got right. sixty grand, you get on this flip you don't want to miss that you don't want to miss that you can probably borrow some money from somebody to get Listen, your tires fixed you don't want to miss my opportunities i'm <laughs> telling you because i get so, good opportunities but yes, so but, you want to have but a, don't don't yes I, I like i like how yes. you initially explained opportunity yes. but now you're switching it to really like really an investment opportunity yeah but any but type of opportunity like i was saying i was talking about the first level first level of investment is taking care of you and your household opportunity savings fund. which is like opportunity. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 yeah savings savings and an emergency if 
you want to call it an opportunity, take it for opportunity. opportunity. Second level would be if you're working at a job and they provide 401k for you, they match it. That's the second level of an initial investment where you're not coming up with a large amount of money to go into an investment. You, they take it out your paycheck, they match it, and it grows as you're with the company. I would call that the second layer of, uh, a, of an investment. So take advantage of that if you're not already. And the third is once you have your budget set, you have your opportunity fund, you have your savings, you have your emergency <laughs> fund, um, <laughs> then, then you want to start funding your own retirement or college planning on your right. own. That's the third level. That's when you start getting savvy, when you've been reading, when you've been researching, when you've been having conversations with the professionals and they've been giving you um, information and you've been doing research on your own. So there's different levels, but you asked how to start. Start with yourself, with your home, and then grow from there. Niceties. Okay, so we're talking about some initial investments. We talked about that. Um, for those of you, I hope we hit that question for you. That those in, and one of the things that we do on this show, we kind of try to do it in levels, and we only have five more minutes, guys. So if you do have a couple of questions, we do want to hit them for you. But we kind of do things in, in in levels. Like we'll talk about the starter, the person that's starting out with investing, right? So Sky just hit those points very well. The first place that you want to start is having savings, whether you're calling it an opportunity fund or if you're calling it an emergency fund. I prefer to get you ready for opportunity. I'm with the opportunities. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love and it. And then, you know, so that will be someone who's just trying to make it to that first $5,000. You're deciding whether or not if you're going to go into a money market, that's something you're going to Google. If you don't know what a money market is, that's just a little bit higher than your standard savings account. Check they're going to limit you on how many times you can snatch that money out. So right. if you're one of those people that's kind of having problems with, you know what, every time I save that $1,500 or that $2,500 or whatever your number is and you're dinging and dinging in it, two places you may want to hide that money. Maybe your money market or it may be even a CD, which is a certificate of deposit. Those are some simple ways that you can go ahead and do that. So that will be for someone that's just trying to get to their first $5,000. Then we're going to level you up. Let's just say you mm -hmm. already passed that. Now you're in the bracket of about ten dollars to $15,000 or maybe ten dollars to $25,000. You're kind of like in that middle. So you're kind of deciding, okay, I've already got my first $5,000. How am I determining what will be a good initial investment? So Claudia, you want to start with that one? Because you're taping? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from for me, you know, I like real estate. You know, when I was 21, I bought my first real estate investment. Now I can tell you, when when I was um, what, what, what do we got going on here? No, I can't multitask. We're good. So when I was 20, actually when I was in college, probably around 19, I started my universal life policies, and I started one for me, I started one for my son, and I. I use that as a vehicle for his college fund. Now, you know, he's got a scholarship, so the money's still there. So I started there first with insurance. I started there first, and then I started, like what Sky just mentioned, just a regular savings. And then at the age of 21, when I graduated, I had enough knowledge, and I'm a risk taker. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and, I, and I was going to ask you that when you were just talking, Shawnee, should we, is age a factor in when you decide yes. to take the risk? Definitely. Because I have less... You Definitely. know, I had less, less responsibilities then than I did now. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I've got a lot of expenses now in terms of home expenses. Right. You know, a lot of different expenses that I didn't have mm -hmm. when I was 21. And so I was a risk taker, and I'm still a risk taker, believe it or not. That's beautiful. Um, and so for me, my, my, my first investment, uh, well, my first big investment was real estate. And, and I just have duplicated that over and over and over and over again and literally creating streams of incomes. And we talk about emergency funds. You know, my mom, you, you, everyone knows so that my mom had a little... A little accident 
uh, freak accident that yeah. we wouldn't just, we didn't think she was going to wake up and have. And so emergency funds are things for that. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. plan Unexpected. for that. Unexpected. Unexpected. Exactly. And so when you talk about tires, and I know this is off the question, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to touch ba- touch on that point you know tires are in my budget i drive a vehicle i know my tires are going to need to be rotated and replaced and so that is in my budget i like to vacation in my budget budget. i have a column for vacation okay so level us up a little bit claudia we're we're, let's just say you're past that you already have your six to nine months opportunity fund emergency fund whatever it is that you have you have that so okay. now we're, you're leveling up. You okay. know, you're moving on and you're and you're saying, hey, I, I, I want to do something else with my money. So what would be some other initial investments? You're past that six to nine months. What what are you going to do next? Buy more real estate. Buy more real estate. <laughs> you heard that? Buy more real estate. Okay, yes. so you know, I might go with Sky. You're you going to go I with might, Sky? I, I might go and visit Sky and say, Sky, I've got some additional. Let me tell you what, what I'm looking for. And just to, just to be really real with you, <laughs> I'm looking real, for some real. more passive income. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a business idea that I believe in, that I know that you're passionate about, almost passionate about, almost like Shark Tank. Right. I'm now at a point where I want to say, you know what? I want to fund your project because I believe in your vision. You're opening I, the door. You're yeah, really opening the door I, I believe tonight. in your vision. I, I see your hustle. I believe in what it is that you're doing, whatever that product is. I want to be that silent investor. Nice. I want to say, you know what? Here's the $500,000 that you need to start your business. I'm looking for a 30, 40% return and really sit and do nothing and watch you work. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say, okay, so hear me. So here we're talking about investing. And just for my position here, I think I turned it around. Did I turn it around? You know, Shiny don't know nothing about no camera. Anyway, I got you, so what I would say in, in this regard is, I, I don't want to lose it. I just took it out of the plug. So anyway, um, what I would talk Twice. about is some level of debt elimination, figuring right. out some things that you can go ahead and pay down. So Claudia is going to tell you, hey, listen, I got this bundle of money, and I want to figure out how to make more bundle of money. That's mm-hmm. what she's a risk taker. Me, I'm more conservative. I like to not, I like to see money, and I don't like to see a whole lot of debt. So if I'm going to say, hey, listen, let's see how we can go ahead and pay down your car let's see how we can pay down some of your debt let's see how we can go ahead and pay off your house let's see how we can go ahead and do some heavy level debt elimination Mm -hmm. so if you come to me and you've already got to that six to nine months and you're telling me hey i got this bucket of money here's what i want to do now all right, so I'm going to tell you to go ahead and get into some heavy level debt elimination. And we're going to pass it to Sky because Sky is going to talk more about that heavy hitter kind of like investing. What would you say? What so, would be so, after the savings? So after the savings, after the first level, then we're going to talk about uh, making sure they check all their points with the first and second level. And then we're going to talk about what their goals are. After I assess all of that, then I'll make some recommendations. But I want to make sure that you have everything that you have in place protected. Do you have life insurance? Do you have disability? Do you have the right policies in place to protect what you already have and the state that you've already reached? And then we're going to talk about where do you want to be, how much time, which the time horizon is. And based on your time horizons, then I'll give you a test and we'll see if you're you're moderate if you're aggressive if you're if you're safe depending on where you are and then i'll speak to that and then we'll put it in some money you know you know money market which is another savings um but we'll also put it in like mutual funds or options and we're looking at investing stocks uh, based on how the results come back but definitely we're gonna let that money work for you while you sleep and when you wake up you'll be checking that account and seeing your money grow let me see 
That's Shawnee Signature. So, so, so um, I hope you've enjoyed our show this time around. Um, I'm so glad that we went live so you got to see us interact, see the bloopers. Um, but we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, if you're looking to sit down, you don't have to have a lot of money to start. But if you want a financial picture of where you are, a financial checkup, call your girl Sky Maduro at 954-465-9176. That's 954 954- Four six five nine one seven six. I look forward to helping you out. I like that. A financial checkup. <laughs> I'm Shawnee Curry St. Ville. I like to be all up inside of your purse or if you have a wallet. Either way, if you have some questions about building a functional budget, if you feel kind of crammed and crashed and you're trying to figure out, hey, listen, I got way more month than I have money, then you know what you need to do? Hit your girl up. Yes. I have purse empowerment on all things, all social medias, or just drop some of those notes in the comments. Now, Shawnee, just really quickly, I know we got to wrap up you've got a summer segment coming i do have a summer series listen for those of you that are educators for those of you that kind of have to change around their income during the summer you definitely want to tap into my summer saving series we're talking all about how to plan that vacation on a budget we're talking about how to boost your credit score credit that's a credit credit you know what i meant credit score over the summer if you are, if you're thinking about, if you're like me and you love organic stuff, there's a list of organic things that you can kind of pass up this summer. So if you want to sign up for it, just go ahead over to Person Empowerment, all things social media, and uh, sign yourself up. Love to have you. And 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 if you are looking for a real estate investment and you're looking to increase your monthly income, build wealth through building or purchasing real estate. Give me a call, 954-874-2211, and you can find me on all social media at Hibbert Group Real Estate. And that's H-I-B-B-E-R-T, Hibbert Group Real Estate. All right. Woo-woo! All right, so we are totally wrapping up. This has been What's in Your Purse on Own Your Power Radio. We do hope that you have found at least one thing to put some power all up inside your your purse. purse. Oh, that was beautiful how we did that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, woo! That was beautiful.